Sales is King, episode 140. Welcome back to Salesless King. This is Dan Sixsmith. Glad to be with you. I know it's been way too long. I'm not even going to get into it. I apologize. But we're back and we are talking sales. And I want to talk to you about my recent experience at a few car dealerships this past weekend that just to me really highlighted what works and what doesn't in sales today. And how people can have a deal in their grasp and just let it go. And how important it is to be able to understand finance. To be able to articulate the value and the numbers. And to be confident if you're trying to close business. And much of this can certainly relate not only to consumer sales, right? If you're in car sales. Um, and other real estate, perhaps, but also in B2B, where we talk a lot about what's going on with buyers today. So let me give you a few stories, three different stories from three different dealerships this past weekend looking for cars to either lease or buy. Now, granted, the car market is tricky, um, in terms of inventory and availability, right? Um, but nonetheless, as sellers, we're still tasked with ringing the cash register and delivering revenue. So let's start with dealership number one, um, which was Hyundai slash Genesis, and particularly Genesis, the luxury division, of Hyundai. So we had reached out ahead of time and gotten some high-level quotes from the sales rep and told them that we were interested in driving a couple of different cars. So when we got to the showroom, the seller came out, greeted us, had keys in his hand, and he said, are you ready to go for a drive? Which I thought right off the bat, Here's a great experience, right? Not a lot of BSing around, um, but getting right into it because he knew we wanted to drive and test drive a couple of cars. We jumped right in and within the first two minutes, we were in one of the vehicles and driving on the highway. And what I loved about this seller was that he was super knowledgeable, not only about the car, and we've talked about this, right? Um, not only about the car itself and the specific details of what we should be thinking about, some of the differentiation points, right? So he pointed out an um, in-between seat airbag, which was interesting, um, and why that would be certainly um, an additional safety feature. If, God forbid, you're in an accident and you're thrown side to side, there is an airbag in between the seats. And other details around horsepower and engine and things that we were interested in. But not only was he knowledgeable about 
the specific car we were in, but he was also knowledgeable about the competition and some of the other um, car dealers, car models that we were interested in. We talked a little bit about Tesla, right? And what's good about that and how Elon Musk is reinventing the car space and technology in general. Um, and just an overall good conversation, right? But not only about the competition, but the car business in general, right? Where it's going, how it's changed, what people are facing, right? What other drivers are coming in asking for. So I give this gentleman an A. He was great. We drove three cars. And actually, um, as we were finishing the second, we started to get into an electric car conversation. And that spurred us jumping into a third car, an electric car by Genesis, which was actually amazing and a great ride. And then when we got back, he basically said, hey, I'll give you my email. You know, let me know how I can help. Super non-pushy, but, you know, um, still very engaged and just someone that you wanted to do business with. And um, we said, yes, give us some pricing if you can. And then let's circle back. And within, I'd say, an hour, we got an email from the sales rep with very clearly articulated numbers. Now, the bad news for him was that the numbers were on the high side and the car itself was not necessarily one of our top selections. But nonetheless, I want to give him an A for the way he handled it and an A for the sales experience. Next, we moved on to BMW, which going in, we were kind of saying, wondering what type of experience this was going to be, right? Because we're thinking potentially, it's like, hi, we're BMW, these cars sell themselves, and maybe, you know, a little bit of an attitude going on, but we weren't sure. But we had an appointment. When we got to the dealership, it was busy. Um, so they had to sit down. Very nice and impressive showroom with snacks and drinks. And um, so overall, that was a nice beginning experience. But then what happened was the sales executive that we um, initially went to uh, meet with was running behind. So he came out to introduce himself and said, hey, I'm running a little bit behind. Just, you know, have, a, have some snacks and hang out and I'll be with you in a little bit. So we waited about 20 minutes. The sales rep came back and said, you know what, I'm bogged down. Um, I'm going to have one of our um, other uh, execs kind of take you out in the car that you're interested in driving. And we were like, okay, you know, no problem. And that turned out to be great because it was what they call their, their genius, you know, similar to Apple. So I liked that very much. And he was beyond knowledgeable about cars in general. Again, we started to talk about the comparisons to um, Tesla, which we were considering, and then Audi, which was another consideration. Um, and really loved his somewhat biased um, view, but still, you know, still based in facts. And um, he was beyond knowledgeable to the point of where he was almost talking above our heads, which... Again, that's something else that we have to think about, right, in our own sales motion. Do we, are, we, are we speaking to the level of knowledge of the buyer, or are we either too way above their head or 
too low, you know, kind of talking about things that they might already know about, right? So just turning off some food here as we keep cranking along. Um, so, okay, so we're driving along. We love the car. Um, we had a great experience with this quote-unquote genius. Um, pulled in, and of course, there was one other vehicle that we wanted to test drive. So we went back into the showroom. Now we kind of cooled our heels a little bit for another 15 minutes or so. Um, the original sales rep came out and said he was still busy. And would we want to go with yet a different person into this other vehicle? And so let me tell you, the other, the other rep was also equally as good. Um, he talked us through some of the, again, some of the features and things to be considering um, in a car of this sort, which was more of an SUV. But what was starting to happen now was that it was becoming a very disjointed experience. Um, you know, spending a little too much time waiting, getting, you know, feedback from now, you know, two different people um, who, and, and not one person that stayed with us the whole time. And then when we got back from the second ride, that particular rep said, oh, well, why don't you just sit down here um, and wait for the, you know, the main guy to come back. And we were kind of sitting for a little bit. And then he said something like, hey, do you guys just want to go? Um, you know, I'll let them know that we went, you know, we went through the car and we, we drove it, etc. So immediately I'm like, wow, this is bizarre. You know, we just did, we just drove two cars and you're asking us to leave. Um, and no one wants to talk numbers or try and sell us. And I don't know if that was a sales tactic of sorts, but it didn't work for me. Um, so after about 10 minutes, the original sales guy shows up and he's like, hey, okay, uh, what'd you think? Blah, 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 blah. And we start asking for pricing. And then he says, well, are you looking at other cars? And, um, you know, we mentioned that we'd be going to Audi and we're considering, te you know, Tesla and, and what have you. And then he said, well, when you guys are, um, when you guys have d decided that you want to go with, uh, with us, then I'll give you some pricing. <clears throat> and I thought, man, this is, you know, these are obviously people that are not worried about selling or the uh, sales experience. And then, you know, we kind of nicely said, oh, well, you know, actually the pricing, we would really need to get specific um, in order to help us with our decision. In which case he said kind of again, you know, come back to us and uh, sent us on our way. So that was like a, a D, in my opinion, in terms of sales. Poor experience. Um disjointed, and while giving us some knowledge and input, really poor closing techniques and selling techniques. Um, it's one thing to not be pushy. It's another thing to be disengaged and not looking to win the business. And I even said if we were going with BMW, we likely would go to a different dealership and see how they handled themselves. Last one was Audi. And that one was a mixed bag, but an example of fumbling the ball at the goal line when you're about to punch it in for a touchdown. And we like the sales rep, very nice lady. She's been at this game a long time. We drove a couple of vehicles. She was very nice, very knowledgeable. 
But when we got down to the brass tacks about how much is this car going to cost, the one that we like, the one that we drove, she came back and she had to work with the manager, came back with some numbers that she put in front of us, which again, we felt like in comparison to some of the other models and some of the other research we had done was high and just too expensive. So at that point, she said, well, let me go back inside and see what I can do, which I think is certainly smart, right? You've got somebody on the hook. They're interested. They like the vehicle, but the numbers are too high. So what happens next? She comes back with some numbers on a different vehicle, different model, and more expensive model that they positioned as bringing the numbers closer to that kind of lower end model that we liked. So now we're saying, well, A, we don't know this car. B, it's confusing because what we really want to do is buy this other car. And at the end of the day, it was a no deal because all she really had to do was go back to the manager and come back with the best price she could get on this lower, um, smaller car and less expensive car. And it could have been done deal. But instead it was, hey, you might want to think about this model, which is actually more expensive, but we'll discount it close to the pricing we gave you for the other model. And that was just like, come on, guys. You know, just essentially make it easy, right? Make the buying experience easy. Don't make it complicated. If you want to do business, certainly make it work. Now, I get all the macroeconomic stuff that's going on, right? Perhaps there's not a lot of inventory of the models that we liked, right? Perhaps a lot of folks are gravitating toward that versus some of the more expensive vehicles. But at the end of the day, you got to sell people what they want to buy and make it happen. And the other thing is, as we know from our neuroscience and psychology, the confused mind says no. The confused mind says no. So if I'm a buyer and you start to throw things out there that confuse me, I am not going to go for the deal. The other thing that I did not like that this lady pulled was some of this, um, you know, old school sales trickery which really insults your intelligence and not even trickery, but she used the words like this is a one time offer. And um, also, I've never seen the manager give this kind of a discount, which was also, you know, pretty, pretty amateur hour, in my opinion. Right. Because it was not that much of a discount. And I'm sure they discount these cars um, way more than this at times. So that kind of tanked the whole deal. And it just got me thinking back to how we need to win more in sales today. And the things that I liked and the things that I didn't like, right? And it just goes back to all the things that we've been talking about for so many years on this podcast, right? It's about, number one, developing rapport, which you can only do by A, being a subject matter expert, delivering some value and knowledge. It's one thing to be personable, right? It's one thing to be friendly and funny 
and engaging, but that's not enough today. You need to be a subject matter expert in your solution, in your competitive landscape, and in your ecosystem, right? Number one. Number two, you have to deliver a world-class selling experience. Customers have many options. Prospects have many options. They're looking at numerous different competitors of yours. And what is the sales experience like? Are you teaching them something, right? Are you doing things differently? Are you differentiating? Are you moving them along? Are you helping them with their decision? Or are you trying to just, you know, jam a deal down, right? So that's number two. Um, Number three, as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, the podcast, is finance, numbers, right? You've got to know your way around the pricing. And you have to know how it compares to A, the market, B, the competition, and be able to respond, you know, in a timely fashion and let the buyer know that you understand and that you're gonna work with them, or to explain perhaps why it might be more expensive. But you have to have that knowledge, you have to position the finance and the money with confidence, right? And that comes across, and that can be a negative, because that's where the rubber meets the road, right? And then certainly the last part of this is close the deal, right? You have to close the deal. Just getting in a car and driving it doesn't mean I'm going to come running into the showroom and drop a bag of money on the table. You've got to help close the deal. You've got to smooth the process through. You've got to see how you can be helpful. The BMW guy said, you know, give us a call. Or when you just select us, we'll give you some pricing. You know, that was not a great close. Then the lady at Audi started going into some old school selling techniques and then came back with something that we didn't want to buy and telling us what a great price it is, you know. So those are really four very valuable lessons learned in a very short, you know, five or six hours on a Saturday, but just got me inspired to get back out here, reconnect with the audience, of course, see how everyone's doing, And just give you those few examples. So again, hope all is going well. Certainly wishing you all the best and look forward to talking again real soon. Peace.